comic books, movies, TV, and more. Nerds are everywhere. It's time to assemble! Nerds United, a Jittery Monkey podcast. Here's your host, Greg Mahachko. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Nerds United on the Jittery Monkey podcast network. I'm your host, Greg Mahachko. Joining me as always is the super excited, happy to be here co-host of the year, Mike Luther. Hello, Mike. Hey, Happy to now, see you. <laughs> now let, let's be honest, Mike. That's not the Mike you were portraying while I was introducing you. You were Greg, dancing all over and I happy to be here. I don't know what you're talking about, Greg. I never dance. There's no way you could prove I did because we don't do video on these. In your opinion, Mike, what yeah. is it that white men can't do more? Okay. Is it the white men can't jump or white yeah. men can't dance? Oh, dance for sure. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, did you know that they're rebooting uh, White Man Can't Jump? I did. Yep. That's all. That's all I have to say about that. But <laughs> I, you know, it's been so long since I've seen the original, but there are some. You know, I, I don't know. It's. Great. Uh, I, I, I thought. I, I, I just, hold on. I, th- I seriously thought you were going to try to say there's some movies you don't reboot, and White Man Can't Jump is one of them. I don't know if again, there are some that you shouldn't. Agreed. You know, just for 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 the the uh, I guess historical and artistic, like you should never remake Casablanca. You know, I mean, again, that's that's old school. You know that that, but Back like, you shouldn't. Future. Okay. Uh, yes, yes. Yes. And then there's the ones you should make just because it doesn't make sense. Right. And I feel like white men can't jump to so one of those that's. Such a uh, okay. Another example, although they've done it, is uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, they. I well, yeah, they tried to do something different with it. I, I don't even. Maybe it's still going on. To be honest, it with is I, like a new season okay. just dropped or something. So, I but, saw the trailer for it. And I went, eh, not for me. Eh, no, for it, else. and and to to their credit, they couldn't just be you know a sitcom. You know, like they couldn't match. They had to be different. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, and that's what they did tonally. You know, everything about that show is, is different. Um, but it's, you know, it. you can't like remake Ellie. I don't think you, you can't remake Home Improvement. You know, like there's just some there's just some that just just leave them alone. I was uh, I, I yeah, I can see what you're mean by Home Improvement. Um, I feel like that one. It, yeah, it's whatever. Um, as far as rebooting it, I'm I'm neither for it nor against. But for Fresh Prince of Bel Air, could there be a I don't know what you would call it, but instead of taking the guy from Philly and putting him in Bel Air, you reverse that. You take the guy from Bel Air and put him in Philly. I think it would be this very similar story, obviously, but just kind of switch around. I'm same but different almost. Yeah, I like that fish out of water concept. You know, yeah, yeah. but. But you're right. You have the uh, very eruditic Bel Air. You know um, the all, the money. You know, yeah. and then yeah, having to go 
and, and live in a rougher part of the country. It'd be. Although here's the thing, I I mean I know I just pitched that, but I also think they probably they kind of did something similar to that in Fresh Prince of Bel Air, where you had Carl who just didn't understand things and will you know explain him how things really worked and stuff like that. You mean Carlton? Uh, Carlton, yes. yes. <sighs> Nobody's out there dancing the Carl. <laughs> that is true. Not 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 yet. No, um, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, today, tomorrow, March sixteenth, seventeenth, and eighteenth. Yep. Twilight Comics, Swansea, Illinois, having a thirty percent off sale on back issues, graphic novels, uh, uh, Funkos, you know, Funko Pops, pins, you know, you know, a, a lot of stuff in the store. Uh, Magic: The Gathering, single shot cards, etc. So I went by there today, Mike. All right. Let me let me hear what you got. I got. I, I took advantage. I said I'm I'm getting three trade paperbacks like that's you know thirty sixty that's ninety percent off right yeah because uh, <laughs> sure. that's how the math works. that's not how the math works um but I'm excited I I took a drink and it went down the wrong hole and I'm still suffering from it uh, but I'm excited to get into and share with you and then read uh, on on this trip that I'm going on uh, these books that I that I purchased so. The first one is an Eisner Award winner from a writer we both really like. Okay. He wrote Mr. Miracle Ooh, yes. on the DC side and on the uh on the Marvel side, he wrote and this is the complete works Tom King's The Vision. Nice. So, as you can see That's... there. Now, here's a dumb question. That there are no dumb questions, Mike. There are only dumb questions. Yes, thank you. Uh, that has nothing to do with vision, right? Yeah. Oh, it does? Yeah. Okay. See right there in the middle? Oh, okay. There he is. There's old the vision. Yeah. Um, and you can see there's Ant-Man and Ultron and Wanda and the twins and other people all in uh, all in. In fact... No, that's really all I can say about that. Okay. There are people on the cover. There are. By the way, speaking of, of Tom King, if we ever, uh, I shouldn't say if, hopefully whenever we, we meet up in person or when I come over to your house, I think I'm going to have to borrow Mr. Miracle again. I kind of want to read that again. I'm gonna, I might have to re-borrow that. You do have it somewhere. It's probably in the box that I that I gave you. To be honest with you, no, yeah. I, I think it's been a while. Speaking of, I can't find my kingdom come. I'm not saying you're holding it hostage, but I, I don't might know. be. I'll, I'll I'll double check downstairs. Can, um, was it a big book? Barely. I'll, I'll I'll have to look. No big meaning. Like it's is it one of the the Alex Ross where it's like oversized? No 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 no. Oh okay. I'll I'll still check. I don't know. Okay. But I mean, hell, we, we've already established that I've had books here for. Year or two that yeah. I didn't, they've been sitting right out and I just didn't realize it. So someday I'll have to organize things, but, uh, you know, someday. Right. So that's one that I got that stands alone. Okay. And I was so intrigued by this concept that having never heard of them, but trusting the publishing company from which it comes, I decided to grab volumes one and two. Now, this is from Aftershock Comics, who gave us uh, 
uh, you know, some some brilliant stuff. Uh, that, that's how we first found out about Stephanie Phillips from yep. um, The Descendant. But this, uh, I, I grabbed, again, volumes one and two. Adam Glass does the... Uh, uh, the writing, Patrick Olive does the art, and it is Rough Riders. Yeah, that, that that sounds good. And the I don't know people can't see this, but the cover of it, like if I would see that cover, I would probably pick that up. That's is exactly that how. So, um, let, let me let me give you. And I was talking with Tim over at Twilight Comics, Swansea, Illinois. I said, you know, just the the cover of this, a volume one, which is titled uh, "Give Them Hell." Uh, I said it, it's very reminiscent of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. Um, but it is uh, this. Uh, I'll just read the back because I didn't earlier. Uh, collecting the first seven issues of the epic series Rough Riders from Adam Glass and Patrick Olive, at the twilight of the 19th century, America stands poised to become Earth to become Earth's most industrious nation. But when a terrible power emerges from the darkness, a group of unlikely heroes team up to stop it. A tortured Teddy Roosevelt recruits a struggling Coney Island magician named Harry Houdini, a hard-drinking, gunslinging Annie Oakley, a financially strapped and aging Thomas Edison, and a boisterous, womanizing African-American boxer with a big chip on his shoulder named Jack Johnson. All real people. This might be the true story of what happened at the I, end of the I 19th century. Uh, think, yeah. These legends of old will soon wage a shadow war that will change the course of history for America and ultimately the world. That is, of course, if they don't kill one another first. Uh, so Adam Glass uh, uh, is uh, was the executive producer of TV Supernatural and writer of Suicide Squad. And artist uh, Patrick Olive has worked on uh, Catwoman and Untailed, uh, Untold Tales of Spider-Man. Nice. So... Uh, yeah, just to, it's kind of super. Uh, it, when you look at the art again, it's got that old west, you know that that yeah. uh, uh, photo, but also maybe a little uh, hint of steampunk. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so you know, it, the, again, the cover captured my imagination, and and I was ready to, uh, you know, take off with 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 great interest. The last thing that I bought today, Mike, is the last issue in an ongoing limited series which is an oxymoron, I realize, in a limited series that has been ongoing for the past almost two years. Okay. <laughs> it is uh, one that I've been reading and sharing with uh, you and the listeners. Yeah. And this was, as promised, I think back in December when we got issue 11, they said, issue 12 is coming in March, and it's going to be a big, thick book, like a double, oh. you know. Um, <laughs> of course. And... This is the twelfth and final issue of Berserker. I, I knew it was going to be Berserker. I've I see Berserker all any every time I go out uh, for comics, mm-hmm. I see it and I don't pick it up because I know at some point in time I'm just going to grab yours. So I got you, fam. Nope. Is that what the kids are saying still? Uh, yep, they sure are. Yo yo. So uh, a little reading material for the trip. Nice. Yeah, you'll have that done in about three seconds. That's how I mean it's good. And then and then you'll have to just keep driving. <laughs> Reading whilst driving. Yes. No. Uh that's probably not gonna be the case. I actually thought about um 
uh, be on the treadmill with a comic book and reading, but I'm not, I don't like reading and, and walking at the same time, even stationary wise either. I feel like that would be, you know, it's the constant, yeah. you know, when, when you're walking, you're like your head and your eyes don't stay level despite yeah. our best efforts. So it'd be a I, whole lot of dips and focusing. I've done it on, not with comic books, but I've read before, but just, it was just a couple pages and it was like a, a lesson plan. I was, I was reading real quick. Uh, but yeah, it was, it's not, not the best. Um, but I would like to tell you, but actually I will tell you about the comics that I bought, but also I wanted to tell you the comic I finished reading and I kind of want to talk about it a little bit. Uh, it's an old school one going with infinity gauntlet. Ooh. So, and I know you've read that as well. It's been it probably has been a minute. Been a very long time. Yeah. Here's the thing that I got out of it. First of all, I love uh, Endgame, right? But if they portrayed the Infinity Gauntlet like they portray it in the comic book, there is zero chance the Avengers would have beaten Thanos. Zero. Because and and, it, and it, by the way, this is kind of jokes people have made about it, and I and I totally understand it. But like, he could have just turned them all into uh, you know a, a pitcher if he wanted. Like he controls everything. Like in the comic book, it takes like uh, Galactus and uh, I forget their names, Eternity, and like these literally cosmic gods all together kind of and even then they don't really beat them like they kind of trick them and stuff like that um so thanos should have just went uh, in the battlefields to go oh okay here's i'm just going to activate the reality stone and okay you're all plants now all right i'm done and that's it could you uh, have imagined i didn't mean to cut you off there no no good an end game where galactus comes down to help the avengers right. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is um along that same lines in the comic book, and you know this, Doctor Doom helps them out. So or at least I would say he's on the team with them. I think it would have been cool to have not obviously you can't have Doctor Doom, but some person, some enemy, former enemy they've had. Now, granted, Marvel is very good at just killing their enemies, so who knows what it, who could it would have been, but somebody comes back and yeah he's gonna help because he doesn't want the world to end but he has his own agenda right you know and, and you know that you know and, and even he'll even say it going in like yeah once we defeat thanos like all bets are off you know which is kind of what dr doom did who do you think that would have been in the scope of the mcu where you don't have obadiah stain right yeah that's the thing you. i don't think that there could have been anybody yeah because they um, killed everybody. Yeah, now, granted, you could you could have like if you pick whoever you want, you could make it th that has been there before. You could make it to where you know Thanos messed with time or whatever, and so you can bring somebody back. Uh, but I don't. You'd have to have somebody who's a genius, and Obadiah wasn't a genius. Um, who who in the Marvel in the MCU so far has been like, oh, this guy is a genius. Or even close. Uh, I mean, Baron Zemo, not really. He no. was more. He was more strategic. Um. Yeah. And he. Yeah. He was more espionage and you know yeah. that type of those type of tactics. He could have had a plan. You know. Um. It it wouldn't be uh, Red Skull because he was zapped to right. uh, 
uh, the the Soul Gem destination. Uh, Loki, maybe. I mean, but then he kind of he got redeemed. Yeah. Um, I can't really think of any. You yeah. know, the, there was not any. You know, of of that level type, right? Of, there there of wasn't like it's like if we had like um uh, you know uh, Magneto, right? He that would have been perfect. Yeah. You know, um, and then another thing I, I with the comic books or yeah, comic book I should say, is that he does kind of defeat them very easily until I think it's Mephisto. Um, is like this is you know because obviously in the comic book he's trying to impress Death like mm-hmm. the Death you know. Um, and he, and Mephisto is like, Hey, death isn't impressed by this. He's like, it's too easy for you. It's like, you know, you fighting a, a five-year-old thing. That's nothing. Right. So you had to make it a little hard. So he takes out one of the stones or deactivates one of the stones or something like that. I can't remember to make it somewhat a play, uh, fair playing field. Um, and I, I would have liked to see that in the movie as well. Where he does defeat him very easily, and he's like, "Oh, this is this isn't a challenge for me. And right. I'm going to take away the power stone." And granted, but, he can put it back into whatever he wants. But in the movie, it was never a matter of like, you know, being impressing. It was all about balance and, right, and right. you know. So yeah, so it, yeah. not all aspects translate you no. know, one to one. Um, and I still do enjoy the movie. Loved it. If you had Absolutely to pick, mm-hmm. do you prefer the? The movies or the book? Oh, uh, movie for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and part of that though is because I watched all of the movies coming up to it, so it, it all made sense to me. Right. Um, and I don't know where Infinity Gauntlet starts as far as like would I have to read twenty years worth of comics, ten years worth of comics, and lead up to that? Is it five years? Is it a year? You know, and right. I'm sure it's a, a mixed bag. Don't get me wrong. I love I love the comic, but I, I love the uh, the movie even more. And in the in the book, mm-hmm. you know, we got actually got Mephisto. Yes, uh, but we also got Adam Warlock. You know, yeah. he played an integral role in in uh, from what I remember. Like I said, it's yes, been probably yeah. a decade since I yeah. since I read Infinity Gauntlet. So um, yeah, so uh, I did not have the chance or the opportunity or take the opportunity or do any reading. Uh, so I, I'm I'm bad boy. Uh, okay. I but I, I did some acquisitions and hopefully uh, next time we get together, I'll be like, Mike, let me tell you about dot, dot, dot. Okay. Uh, well, I'll say, so I went to our favorite place, Heroic Adventures, Edwardsville, Illinois, and I picked up a couple things. things. Uh, one thing I noticed as soon as I walked in, well, not really as soon as I walked in, as soon as I went to the place where I figured it would be, uh, they had Grimm there. Mm-hmm. And I saw first one I saw was uh, Grim issue eight, and I went, "Ooh, I don't think I've read. Uh, I don't can, couldn't remember if I read five or not, but I, I was like, I don't think I read six or seven. I think five might have been the last one. Well, guess what? They had six and seven as well. So last night I reread and read because it had been a minute since I had read Grim uh, all eight issues so far uh, of Grim." absolutely love the story um i know issue nine comes out this month march 20 actually in a couple days uh, march 22nd is supposed to come out so i look forward to getting that uh probably not on march 22nd to be honest with you but at some point in time and then i picked up because they had it as well 
um, volume two and three of Descender, which is the uh, kind of sci-fi cyborg uh, story I'm reading. By the way, I'll show I'll show Greg, and here it is. And then I picked up because it was it was sitting there, and it was one of the ones that I I think maybe it was because uh, free comic book day. I think I don't know why this, but I had written this one down to to get, um, which is Suicide Squad. Uh, get the Joker or get Joker, and it's a it's a big boy too. And then I I don't know I think I talked about this at one point in time on the podcast. I kind of wanted to read an X Men comic, but I don't know didn't know where to start. You're uh, muted. I said the same thing in, Sw- in Twilight Comics, Swansea, Illinois today. Did you really? But okay, I didn't well, get any I, X-Men. Okay, well, I asked for a recommendation from, from uh, one of the guys there, and he recommended, and I got uh, House of X, Powers of X. Mike. Yes. I have that. Well, Greg, you have a lot of them, but I don't I, I don't have them in my possession. So I have them in the individual issues. Oh, uh, well, that's... Better like this one book. I agree. <laughs> Actually, you I don't, to be honest with you, you I'm trade? not sure if that's true. What you want trade? Uh, sure. If I if I next time I come over, whenever that is, when the weather starts getting nice, uh, sure we can do a trade. I'm so excited. By the way, here's the thing. I don't need for mentally. I don't know if it's better to have them as one book or several because if it's several books, I feel like uh, it's just easier because I'm like, oh, done with that one. Next one. Done with that one. Next one. Like Wait. Grim, the one well, issues one through eight, I read last night in probably honestly twenty minutes, if that. And and for me, I like the the trade paperback version just because it's all together, and it's oh, not yeah, yeah. you know eight, ten, however many issues sitting around loose. I was gonna say storage wise, yeah, definitely, yeah. So, right, but yeah, so we we all did a little bit of comic booking. What do we got next on the agenda? Oh, next on the agenda, Mike, is a comic book related television series from DC that is not on HBO Max, as you may think. Nay, nay, Sweet Tooth season two coming to Netflix April twenty seventh, and you know that we got a few glimpses few quote-unquote first looks uh and their sweet tooth of course the boy with antlers and next to him is a elephant boy and i think there's a pig kid and yep. it's a heck of a story yeah here's the thing i, I loved uh sweet tooth uh, the first season um i in, in fact i'm going to, to get netflix back probably around about april 26th i'll get it back to watch uh season two one thing I have been thinking about, kind of speaking of comics, uh, uh, going back to comics, every time I go into either one of our favorite uh, comic book shops, I almost pick up Sweet Tooth. And then I think to myself, well, is it that much different from the the, the show? And I want to ask, and I just and I just put it down every time. But one of these days, I'm going to, I'm gonna because I know Jeff Lemire is one of my favorite writers, and I don't know if he wrote it. Um I've heard it slightly different from it, but I, I, I don't know for sure. Regardless, I'm going to watch second season. Oh, yeah, for sure. As will I. Um, 
and, and similarly, I saw Sweet Tooth today in Twilight Comics, Swansea, Illinois. Yeah. Uh, and and the it, for me, the show is enough. Okay. Um, and speaking of shows, I I have been listening to as a a longtime Smallville fan. I've been listening to Talkville. With mm-hmm. Michael Roserbaum and Tom Willing, uh, Lex Luthor and Clark Kent, respectively, of the show, as they go back and they rewatch and discuss every episode. And as I was listening to one of the episodes today, they were they were talking about it was first season still. You know, I'm, I'm right, yeah, fairly early into the into the series of podcasts. Um, but uh, uh, you know, they're like, yeah, this, you know, we we've had some good shows, and this one wasn't really one of them. And and they yeah. said, you know, like. When you look at now how streaming is done, you know, you'll get, and they cited Game of Thrones, but you could put Sweet Tooth up there. You could put uh, Wednesday or, you know, mostly any show. It's all written in advance before production begins. And he says, he's like, some of our episodes were being rewritten like days before we were shooting them. (laughs) And they were like, if we're shooting episode four, they're writing episode five, you know, type of thing. So, so it's just a very different process, which, which means that, you know, the shows we have now are much more polished. Well, and they had also talked about, they would shoot scenes that they were thinking episode five, and then all of a sudden they would be, or they shoot, shoot, they would think they were in episode eight, and then all of a sudden they would be in episode three. Right. Because they just figured that works out. And along with that, Smallville was 20 something episodes. Exactly. So, and the way they've talked about it is like, if you have, let's say, 24 episodes, it, I think the way they said it was like every fourth one was the one that had the money. So you would have, you know, your 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 season premiere that had a bunch of the money, mm-hmm. and then episodes two and three that budget got cut because they had to put the budget to episode four, right? You know, yeah. No, it, it, if you are a fan of Smallville, like I am, like Mike is, because he he's uh, listening to it as well. You could tell, but he he's also just a fan of Michael Rosenbaum. So you sure. know, Mike turned me on to the Inside of You podcast, uh, which is is great as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd highly encourage check out Talkville wherever fine podcasts are housed. Yes. Uh, by the way, Greg, I almost forgot of one thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, I'm going to do a, a, a spoiler free re- review right now. Okay. So tonight, uh, probably just a couple of maybe an hour ago, I went and saw Shazam Fury of the Gods. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to tell you how it ends real quick. Okay. You better so, not. No, 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 this is completely spoiler free. Okay. Even before, I'll, I'll tell you before the movie began, I kind of thought about this. I think this is probably going to be the last superhero movie I see just because it's a superhero movie. Huh. Uh, because I'm doing it wrong. I still love superhero movies, but I was sitting there. I was like, I don't like I want to see it. I got tickets for it. But it's like there was there there was nothing where I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see this movie. You know, it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of so probably about for a year, maybe longer than that. I was getting every UFC pay-per-view there was, regardless of um if it was good, it could be a good fight or not, you know. And then after a while, I was like, this is getting too expensive. I I'm going to get the good ones, you know, so that's kind of what I do now. With that being said, I will say Shazam 2 was fine, 
there are some absolute laugh out loud moments to it. Um, th- the daughters of Atlas are g- formidable foes, except that I wish they would have changed their voice a little bit because when one of them, and I forget which one, uh, not the the not the older one, not the younger Helen one, Mirren. not Helen Mirren. Um, not the younger one, but the one in the middle. Whenever she was like yelling, like you know, I'll get you Shazam or whatever. It reminded me of Rita Repulsa. Oh, okay. You know, um, there are kind of character developments, but not really. It kind of just seems like they just threw some 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 stuff in. Uh, Freddie Freeman has uh, probably a bigger role than billy batson does interesting yeah uh let me see i will say there's two end credit scenes <gasps> okay and the end credit scenes got me more excited for the future of dc than um any marvel end credit scene has in the last couple years wow okay that's like, high praise yeah, I I really think you're gonna like one of the end credit scenes, the the mid credits. There's a mid and there's an end. I can think, I ask? Yeah, can I ask a question? I, going back yeah. to the the daughters of uh, Atlas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we know Helen Mirren yep. plays one, and uh, is the middle one? Is that Lucy Liu? Yes, Lucy Liu. Yes, Elipso. Yes, okay. Yeah. Uh, by the way, like I said, they were they were formidable. They like, you could tell like oh I could see why they're they're facing Shazam, but. When when Lucy Lou's like I'm gonna get you, it's just like oh god no, just digitize her voice or something. I don't know. Right or poor um, Lucy Lou. Yeah, uh, it, it, I'm trying to think of, of anything else. It's yeah, it's well, I like. I, I mean, yeah, not that. Like, look, if you if you like the first movie, would you like the second movie? It probably okay. You know. uh, secondly. Would you advocate sending someone to the movie theater just for the mid credit scene? For you, almost. Okay. Like, like if you can, well, any, I, I, well, I almost don't want to play it up that much because uh, because maybe you just be like, oh, that's whatever, you know. I mean, realistically, uh, it's going to be say, probably you, two weeks if, until I can get to the theater. So yeah, I was going to say if you can get to a cheap movie theater where you have time. Uh yeah, go, you know, but I wouldn't go out of your way to, to to get tickets. I'm checking my calendar now, actually. Yeah. Ooh, I have a possibility for two weeks from today on the 31st of March. Well, if you yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't rush it, but you know that's two I, weeks. I mean, you know, hey, to be honest with you, you could probably uh go on YouTube right now. They're the, the end credit scenes are probably on there. To be honest with you, oh, I don't want to do. I'm just saying. I don't know. There's just weird sounds coming from the kitchen area. Yeah. So. Muted still. Well, that's very good to know. <laughs> the the minor delay there. Um well, Mike, we have a few other topics to discuss. Shall we? Let's, let's let's get into it, so we don't go till eleven o'clock. 
It's only 9.34. Okay. Can I add one thing uh, real quick about Shazam? Nope. To- oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> 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 no, what you got there, fella? Um. Okay. So, again, I'm not spoiling end credit scenes, but uh, one of the end credit scenes makes it... it Shazam could be part of uh the james gunn dcu or he couldn't it depends that they could go either way obviously and i don't know if i want him to or not because okay here's my thing i love zach levi right and listening to him on uh inside of you and stuff is amazing all this stuff he's gone through and maybe i'm wrong for thinking this but i'm kind of and I'm, i'm tired of this version of shazam where uh, he is portrayed, and look, I understand that Shazam is a child that gets, in, you know, it becomes a, a, an adult when we yell Shazam. I know that. Um, and I haven't read, I've read one Shazam comic book, so maybe he's portrayed the same way. But the way he's portrayed in the movie is like, as an adult, quote unquote adult, uh, it's a kid with ADHD who has just uh, finished off a 12-pack of Mountain Dew and a couple pixie sticks. Oh, wow. Heart strong that's, words. Well, I mean, that's what – and look, that's what it was in the in the first movie as well. And people have talked about it. In the first movie, it made no sense that as Shazam, he's, oh, my God, I'm, I can't believe this. And then as uh, Billy, he's almost more mature and as an, an adult. Like, I, there's complete opposites. I would say, based on the comics that I have read, and, and I'll say this is probably things that predate the new 52. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like, okay, Kingdom Come is a great example. The Shazam, the version of Captain Marvel or Shazam, however you yeah. want to label him, that we get in Kingdom Come is, you know, he he's much more stoic. Yeah. You know, um, you know almost Superman-like. Um, right. And and I think it, I think technically in comic book history, Captain Marvel predates Superman by a little bit. I may be wrong on that, um, but you know, don't hold me. But the the character Billy Batson has always looked up to Superman, always wanted to emulate yes. Superman. So you're right the the hero version of Shazam or of Billy Batson should not be bouncing around like a kid who right. Yeah, mixed pixie sticks and <laughs> and uh, Mountain Dew. Or right. if you're in Clinton County, it's fun dipping ski. You know what? I was going to mention ski. That was my first go-to. But then I was like, we have to dis- describe what ski is to our listeners. And then I was like, well, I don't know if we have listeners or not. So who knows? Mom, yeah. you know what ski is. You know, as always, if you're out there, let us know. Yeah. Let's engage with us. You know, take, let's move the conversation, as they say on uh, Talkville. You know, let's take the conversation online to the socials uh, at Nerds United Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or email uh, at Nerds or Nerds United Podcast at Gmail dot com. So, best for the show, Josh. Let you us know, know you, he is right. He does. I figure he better. I don't know if he's ever had it, but I know that I've. Taken some out. I've driven some out to Western. I drove a case okay. of ski to Dallas uh, for a buddy of mine before. So. Okay, that's fair. All right, that's that's the last last thing I wanted to add. Let's let's move on to the topic we were going to move on to. Okay, that topic would be still in the uh, DC movie realm. 
because Ben Affleck did a very nice uh, interview with The Hollywood Reporter when he was talking about uh, his career. I mean, he's talking about his his newest movie, which is Air. Are you familiar with the concept of Air? Have you have you heard anything about it? I, yeah, I saw the trailer for it. It's really good. It's very good. It's the you know, it's Nike 1984, 86 or something like that. And they're looking to break out because they're been underperforming. They're not the Nike that we know now. And what changes that is his airness himself, Michael Jordan. So it's the story about how they got Michael Jordan as essentially the uh, uh, the brand ambassador for Nike. Uh, and Matt Damon is in it. Uh, ben Affleck, I think, produced and directed it, um, among other. I mean, he might be in it as well. Uh, Octavia Spencer is in the movie, I believe, as, as a Mrs. Jordan. It looks so good. I was saying, it should be pointed out when you say they got Michael Jordan for, for Nike, they didn't. It's not like they got him when he was popular already. I mean, he right. was popular as far as college, you know, um, but he wasn't the Michael Jordan we know. No, of. they were two essentially two brands that grew together. And then because of that, they are still going strong. I mean, yeah. Jordan retired, I believe from, from basketball in 99, 2000, 2001, something like that. Makes I can't sense. remember. It was the, it was those crazy Washington wizard years, yeah. um, but still 20 plus years. And they didn't just stop making Jordans. You know, know when he retired that, that brand is still going strong. So, um, you know, and because of that, he's, he, he's got an influx of cash that, mm, if if money were important to me, I'd like to have a little bit of his. And it's definitely important to me, so I would like to have some of his. All right, Mr. Jordan, if you're listening. If you're listening. What, 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 can you cut off 5% for Mike? Hell, I'll take 1%. Okay, from, there you from, go. From his? From his? From money? his. 1% could probably set me. for. Well, I'd be good. I'm trying to think what one percent of I don't know how much he, right. he probably makes two hundred million at least. I'm I'm good. Let's look it up. I want to look up Michael Jordan's net worth. Hold on, right hold on, now. hold on. And by the oh. way, I know it's not going to be hundred percent accurate, but it'll get a Michael Jordan. In hold that. on, here we go, here we go. Okay. Um, so I I googled how much does Michael Jordan make a year. His net worth is one point seven billion per Forbes. Uh, the Jordan brand mm-hmm. revenue hit four point eight billion in twenty twenty one, up thirty one percent from the previous year's three point six billion. Uh, the legend and owner of the Charlotte Hornets made ninety million dollars in salary over his NBA career. So, which one percent would you like? Dude, one percent? I'd be set for life. One percent of four point eight billion. Yeah. All right, hold on. Let me do the math on that. Don't 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 judge me. Four. Uh, I, I would I wouldn't know what it is either. Oh, oh, oh. A billion. So forty-eight million. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, per year. Oh, 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 oh! You're talking per year? Oh, yeah, sure. Oh. Why not? Even better. I was thinking. Mike, I was, you've I was earned it. Flat forty-eight million. Okay. Either I'm way, fine with that. Either way. Um, just like Hall and Oates, uh, ooh, I'll make your dreams come true. Ooh, 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 ooh. That's a good song. Uh, 
but that's not the direction that we're taking. No, uh, no. The, the back to Ben Affleck. Uh, the the conversation, as you would expect, uh, you know, went to where are you at in in you know the what have you liked? What have you not liked? What you know the Justice League experience did not go well for him. Uh, he says uh, he, he gets into talking about the Flash. He says, I did finally figure out how to play Batman, and I nailed it in the Flash for the five minutes I'm there. It's really great. Um, and then to piggyback on that, I don't know if you saw that Tom Cruise came out and said that the Flash movie's spectacular. Yes. Which is weird because he has no skin in the game. Right, exactly. Um, let's see. Uh, he, he goes on to say, like, you could teach a seminar on all the reasons why Justice League uh, it, it's not how to do it. I mean, he mentions uh, Joss Whedon, the the tragedy of uh, of um, uh, you know the Zack Snyder's uh, yeah. family. Um, but he says uh, the the interviewer says, so if DC came to you now and said, do you want to direct something? Ben Affleck says, and this is a direct quote. Yeah, I would not direct something for the James Gunn DC. Absolutely not. I have nothing against James Gunn. Nice guy. Sure, he's going to do a great job. I just wouldn't want to go in and direct in the way they're doing that. I'm not interested in that. A lot of people took that to mean, you know, you know, because you see a chopped up bit, like mm-hmm. absolutely not. And, and oh, clickbait, clickbait. Oh, but yeah. I, I'm a actually, I'm one of the few people I think that respect Ben Affleck quite a bit. Um, I, I think he's had a great career. Some of it, my favorite movies of his, uh, are not the ones where he's suited up in tights or, or red leather, you know, for daredevil or anything like that. Um, he has a movie from a couple of years. It was, it was post, uh, you know, the Batman, uh, right. era. And I think, let me see if I can, the way back is what it's yes. called. And, okay. and he, he, he plays a, uh, a, a alcoholic admittedly right. who, who, is as he was a legendary high school basketball player. We all know a few of those, you know, it, it, and yep. you know, did so well as team. And they ask him like, Hey, the coach is stepping down. We need you to step up. You know, we, the, these kids need it. And that coaching experience gets him, you know, straightened out, you know, terrific movie. The last duel was wacky because you don't expect to see Ben Affleck, Matt Damon in those roles, but it was so good. And it was kind of the opposite of what you think. And, it's been you know twenty five years or so, but uh, 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 Goodwill Hunting is really. I mean, he won an Oscar. It's hard. Let's remember that twenty five years ago, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck won an Oscar for the best original screenplay oh, yeah. for Goodwill Hunting, uh, and I believe it was Robin Williams who won an Oscar for best supporting actor uh, for that movie. Um, just his, he gets a bad rap, uh, you know, for whatever reason. But I really respect the guy, and and I like him, and I I don't mind his take on stepping away from the superhero genre to focus on, you know, something that's going to challenge him, something he's going to find interesting. Um, without looking it up, can you guess what his middle name is? Give you three guesses. Is it? I guess his first name is first probably Benjamin. Benjamin, yeah. Because I just saw it because I was curious. I really, I mean, I have no idea. You, you won't be able to, you'll never be able to guess it. Okay. Uh, Geza. Or Giza, I'm not sure, but it's G-E, G-E with a little thing over it, Z-A. 
I would have never in no, a yeah, million yeah, years. No way. <laughs> Interesting. If you would have guessed that, I would have known you had looked it up. And I would never. I, I would have looked at that and be like, I was honestly going to think and be like, it, there's a joke in this room, like Benjamin Button Affleck. Button, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would have come to me before Giza. Yeah. Or Gaza. So, yeah. uh, so Ben Affleck, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, and and like uh, like Bull Mountain in the movie Out Cold, don't go changing. Or, or don't go chasing waterfalls. Yeah, just stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. It's true. So that's what that's what we always say. That's that that's, and that's our motto. <laughs> um, another tidbit, and and folks, these are like I've I've kind of realized that we don't have to share everything on Facebook. Sometimes it's just okay to to have a few topics just for for me and Mike to discuss. Uh, but uh, CBR.com, which is ComicBookReport.com, uh, put an article out this week that since Warner Brothers has acquired film rights to the Lord of the Rings uh, empire, for lack of a better term, uh, five possible stories Warner Brothers could tell. Uh, and Mike, you said that you're like, I don't have a whole lot of experience with Lord of the Rings, so I've take it away, them, Greg. Yeah. yeah. And, and full disclosure, I have read The Hobbit, and it's not a big book. It was not a... Th- it, it, there was not enough material there. There's not enough meat on the bone to get three movies yet. They did it. And three very long movies. At that. Yeah. Um, but I, that doesn't change the fact that I still enjoy the movies. Um, but I, I have modest, you know, Tolkien fandom, I suppose. So here for the listeners, and I guess for you, Mike, uh, are five possible stories mm-hmm. that uh, Warner Brothers could tell involving the Lord of the Rings. One option could be Galadriel during the War of the Ring. We see Galadriel in uh, the first movie, The Lord of the Rings, uh, 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 Fellowship of the Ring, as she bestows upon the Fellowship certain elvish uh, gifts and uh, bread and things like that. But then we don't really see her anymore. So where is she? According to the source material, uh while Frodo, Aragorn, and the rest of the heroes are defeating Sauron, uh, Galadriel is up north uh, with other elks by battling the uh, orcs of uh, elks, elves <laughs> battling the orcs of Dol Guldur. Um, so there's a story to possibly be told there. One is Gandalf's early days in Middle Earth, which I think we're getting a look at. Spoiler in the uh, Rings of Power, or I should say, the Ring of Power on Amazon Prime, as he falls, and we get to uh, uh, the uh, end of that first season. It it is revealed that this uh, man from the sky is in fact Gandalf. Uh, then there is uh, the uh, rise of the Witch King, the uh, leader of the Nazgul. And the uh, uh, ruler of the kingdom of Angmar, uh, there is perhaps a story to be told there, a major villain of the Third Age. How did he become Sauron's most powerful lieutenant? Uh, Then there are the dragons of Middle-earth. We get, uh, as everybody knows, uh, Smaug in The Hobbit, the desolation of Smaug. But what about the other? They said they could go full-on Game of Thrones uh, with all of the dragons that did once 
rule the skies. And the last option that CBR.com had would be the fourth age of Middle Earth. This would be the the story after the story we all know and love from Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Uh, Aragorn ruled Gondor for over a hundred years, and then his son Eldarion succeeded him. And there, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien actually started writing a sequel, uh, but he uh, never uh, he, it never got picked up. He he abandoned the idea. So perhaps there are a few pieces there that could be picked up by Warner Brothers. Mike, your thoughts on any of those, or should we just move on? Let's move on. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, the main event of the evening comes to us from. Uh, uh, the news that I shared on Facebook earlier this week that lo and behold, we're getting a Flintstones cartoon uh, again, and it's going to be called Bedrock, and it's going to be well, Miss Pebbles and Bam Bam as adults, or at least uh, you know people in their twenties, so they're trying to do the adulting thing, and who knows how well that's succeeding. Uh, but Elizabeth Banks is going to voice uh, Pebbles. And then there were other casts in, involved in the series called Bedrock, which probably is going to be a Sunday night uh, series alongside Family Guy and uh, Simpsons, etc. Bob's Burgers. Uh, Mike, first, your thoughts on Flintstones coming out of retirement to, I mean, I guess it's good that they are aging up the characters because like nobody younger than us probably knows anything about the Flintstones except, oh, they're on the cereal boxes. Yeah, but I mean, my first thought was, do we need this? Has anybody has anybody been like, I, I really want like an, an older Pebbles and, and I, I'm assuming Bam Bam is going to be in there. Oh, yeah. And Barney and Betty. You know, uh, I you know, do we need it? No. It's, it, look, it might be fine. I don't know. Stephen Root's going to be Fred Flintstone. Okay, good. Well, Steven Roots, he's famous for all his stuff that he does. Do you know who yeah. Steven Root is? Yeah, he's famous for all those things he does, the the music and the acting and the... <laughs> so, first yeah. of all, he was Milton in Office Space. Oh, okay, okay. He, he's a, a Bill Do- Dotrieve on uh, King of the Hill. Okay. The, the fat, bald one. Yeah. Uh, and and he's got a very long voice acting credential. Uh, right. he's, he's going to be good then. Uh, but no, my my that was just my first thought. I'm not saying it's going to be bad. I, I we haven't seen any trailer or anything for it. Um, but it, it did kind of lead me when you posted that to think about like what could other you know Saturday morning cartoon type sequels be where the, you know. And then maybe some of the characters are when they were child and now they're kind of adults or, or it's, you know, whatever, 20, 30 years later, whatever. It's a sequel, you know? So that's what I, I uh, kind of tasked both of us with to kind of maybe come up with uh, a couple pitches or maybe a couple ideas for, you know, the, the way I, by the way, the way I thought of it before, I, I know I sent you a link before I found that link. I thought of it as, because this was going to be the uh, the, the um, cover uh, Saturday morning cartoons all grown up. Now apparently they also did that back in 2018 on Screen Rant or Screen Underground, something like that. I can't remember. CBR.com again. Oh, was it CBR.com? Okay. Yeah. They also did that. Um, 
but but I did think of the idea before I found that <laughs> I found that article. But that's literally what I because I, I want to talk to you about the the cover. But what did you have? Because I have a couple ideas. Did you have an idea of like a Saturday morning cartoon, or that doesn't have to be a Saturday morning cartoon? A cartoon that we're going to update it. So it's it's really at least my interpretation of of your presentation of the topic said just a continuation of the story. Okay. Uh, so the ones that I instantly thought of were, um, like X Men, uh, okay. which we're getting later this year. Right, right. Uh, Gargoyles, which you know, at least I am am getting in comic book form. Okay. Uh, stop it! Best friend of the show, Josh, is messaging me right now. How unprofessional, Josh? Not now, sir. I'm I'm doing the show. Um, uh, and. Like we got an update. Like the the difference would be, we got a version of Animaniacs here within the last couple of years on right, Hulu, right. Um, but it's just it, it was more of the same. And, and those characters don't really lend themselves to growing up. Yeah, you they're, know? they're not aging. That's um, it, yeah. Uh, so, I, I I guess um, to well, oh, oh, to, to, to badly understand, like to to badly paraphrase TikTok or, or something is like I didn't understand the assignment. No, no, that's fine. But we can kind of work on that. So uh, gargoyles, you could update that. Yes, you could have a continuation, but you could update it because obviously gargoyles came out in the eighties, nineties, nineties, nineties. So now we're in twenty twenty. Now you know. Um, I mean, technically twenty twenty three, which would be in the twenty twenties. <laughs> oh, I thought you said now we're in twenty twenty. I'm like, I don't right. want to go back to that. <laughs> no, no, now we're in the twenty twenties. Uh, so and you know, I mean, going from nineties to. To, to the 2020s we have more phones phones are more more available we have more cam- yeah, obviously camera phones every, every, every phone is a camera phone uh more videos available it'd be more um, difficult to maintain the secret yeah it's difficult to maintain the secret but at the same time there's a lot of conspiracies and so that could be one of the conspiracies like hey i those uh you know the the guard those statues up there mm-hmm. they turn to life yeah there's no way that turn they 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 turn real no they absolutely do and you know and, and all the footage you see is like blurry of course for whatever reason it's kind of like with bigfoot of course it would be and 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 you, and you realize with with uh the with the gargoyles and their magic it it sends out every time they they do come alive it sends out some kind of electrical signal so that's why the phones are, you know, not not working right. Gotcha. You know? So it just, you know, something like that. No, I like that. I like that. Um, yeah. and the other one that uh that I I forgot to mention almost almost completely would be He Man, because we got that series on Netflix yeah. as well. Um, so yeah, so mine are all like directly after the uh, uh events that you saw thirty five years ago. <laughs> Here's no, what's no, going no. on now, uh, no, but yours, I, I feel like yours are going to be more, you know, well, obviously updated, you know, um, yes. they've gone away and now it's time to bring them back. So, so give me All an right. idea that you've got, give me a pitch. Okay. Mike. Okay. Uh, first one is inspector gadget. Oh, see. Okay. Now here's the thing. And I, I, I didn't realize this. The first, they hit the first season or not season, the first iteration of it ran from 1983 to 1986. Wow. Apparently, there was another version of it that ran from 2015 to 2018. Hold on, I think I think I remember watching that. Yeah. Now, while you look that up, I'll tell you where we're gonna forget about that one. And here's 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 my my update for it. All right. 
uh, <coughs> excuse me. Well, at least uh, Inspector Gadget is retired. His we gadgets... did watch that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Carry on. I knew as soon as I started, <laughs> you were going to be like, oh, hold on. I knew it. All right. Let me try I'm, this so again. Bad. I'm so bad. Uh, update. Inspector Gadget is retired because his gadgets are outdated, obviously, right? Penny, now a graduate of MIT, begins to rebuild slash update Inspector using nanotechnology. Ooh. He is now stronger, faster, smarter. Meanwhile, an unknown person has been updating someone else, giving this person an even stronger hand and desire to eliminate Inspector Gadget once and for all. Maybe he will get him next time, Inspector Gadget. Next time. Did you come up with it? Yes. That's I've awesome, read, dude. I have written down. <laughs> That's, for, first of all, the, the only tweak that I would make okay, yes. is, is, is the, the, the nanotechnology because one of the things that, that uh, it just uh, as you said, like, you know, stronger, mm-hmm. faster, whatever, but not smarter because that was the, the key to Inspector Gadget. He was dumb. True. Yep. Box of rocks. Uh, but other, dude, that's really, but hey, 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 if you're listening out there, Hollywood, all credit to my man, Mike. Okay. Fair warning, though. That's that's by far my best pitch. Okay. The no, that was really them, good. The rest of them definitely go downhill. That was okay. so good, dude. Like, honestly, okay. I, I wish we had connections. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. By the way, that's going to be the best one for sure. I'm, I'm so excited um, for where this is going now. <laughs> the other ones, the ones that didn't put much thought into it at all. Were you a big um, okay. Inspector Gadget fan? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So for whatever reason, like I always watched it, but I always thought like, this is lame. Oh, it absolutely was lame, but I was also lame as a kid and as an adult as well. Um, <laughs> Agree to disagree, Mike. You're, you're, you're the man. Here's the next one. Denver, the last dinosaur. Oh, yes. I love that show. Okay. We thought there was only one. The rip in the space-time continuum might prove us wrong. If you like Denver, the di- last dinosaur, you'll love Wally, the last woolly mammoth, Sammy, the last saber-toothed tiger, Dimitri, the last dodo bird, or Nancy, the last Neanderthal. Question. Okay, go for it. Again, this is just in keeping with, like, I, I knew about Denver, the last dinosaur, before uh-huh. I knew that there was a city called Denver. So could we keep the other names like uh, city names, like Seattle, the saber tooth tiger. Absolutely, Washington, the last woolly mammoth. Seattle, the last saber tooth tiger. Um, give me another D. Dallas, the last dodo bird, and give uh, give me an N one. Give me give me an N word. <laughs> uh, there's got to be uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico, no uh, Albuquerque, no. no. Nevada, Nevada. I'll take Nevada. Nevada, the, the Neanderthal. Yep. Um, by the way, uh, the when I was creating those names, it made me laugh out loud as I was doing it. It's great. And uh, but to be honest with you, I don't really remember much about Denver the Last Dinosaur except for the theme song. I found it on a streaming service, uh, like a free one too, which was even better. Uh, and oh boy, it's. Definitely out of the eighties. <laughs> I I believe it. I believe oh. it. All right, got two more. Yeah, these go downhill. All right, Darkwing Duck. Let's get dangerous. 
and old and grizzled Drake Mallard is forced out of retirement. Uh, this doesn't make sense, uh, but but apparently once again he dons his cape and mask in order to save his now homeless and alcoholic launchpad bequack. I just I just picture launch launchpad bequack. By now he's he look he could never really fly planes. He was bad at it. He's definitely homeless and alcoholic. But you wouldn't be able to have alcoholism on <laughs> on what would end up being a Disney Plus show. It would. He could they be homeless. Wouldn't say it was alcoholic. He'd be they. You you would go into his house and he would be uh, tired. You would have bottles around. You wouldn't say they're alcohol though. Right? They would be, they would be brown bottles that he would get out when he's getting out of bed. They would fly out. Comically, yeah. Comically fly out because um, alcoholism is hilarious. But yeah, of course. Um, and then they would, uh, I don't know, probably have like the stink like fumes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The the know. stink lines. Um. I thought where you were going with that initially was going to be, uh, since Darkwing Duck is a ripoff of Batman, uh, I thought you were going to be like an old, grizzled uh, Drake Mallard. And I thought you were going to go in like a, a Darkwing Beyond type. He's he's breaking yeah. <laughs> breaking in a, a, a new a new uh, uh, Darkwing. That'd, either way, I, I like them both. Well, no, done, here's sir. the thing. To be honest with you, I, I kind of wanted to go that way. I was going to go uh, either, you know, kind of... Um, what is it? Dark Knight Returns? Dark Knight, the comic book. Can't remember now. Um, go, I was going to go that way, or I was going to go yeah, Dark Knight Returns. Of, yeah, I was going to go kind of a, uh, a a diehard situation, but I I didn't want to put much thought into it. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I'll right, be honest last... with you, these are all better than my idea. Mine are like these are shows that I think were coming back, and they did in some form or fashion. Yeah, uh, it's fine. Yours are like, let me tell you these great ideas I have. Okay. Now, the, this is the last one, and it's not a great idea, because I literally just wrote – I, I had the, this was my first idea, actually, for it, and because it's a show that I really did like when I was younger. It's, in fact, it was one of my favorite shows when I was younger. Um, but I didn't I, I didn't add out an update to it until just like right before the podcast. Um you know Popeye, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, in the nineties or eighties, actually, because I was I, it was eighties for sure. Because I I used to take a I would take a nap, and then my mom would record it. So there's Popeye and Son. Okay. Okay. Now we have Popeye and Son and Grandson. How will Popeye Popeye and Junior ever get the newest addition of the family to eat his spinach? Probably by forcing him to do it. It's a family tradition. <laughs> Just kind of true. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so that Popeye and Son was at eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Yep, yeah, I was six years old. Thirteen episodes. Yeah, and I. And by the way, I'll I'll have to check with my mom, but I can almost guarantee you, I watched every episode probably four or five times at least. Because my I, mom would my because I I would have to take a nap at like I think it came on at two thirty. My mom would know this more than I would. I want to say I think it came on at like let's say two thirty, and my nap was from like two to three or something like that. And but she would record it, and so when I would get up, I could watch it. She would put the VHS tape in, nice, and I could watch that episode commercials and all. And I here's the thing: I I I wish she still had them but there's i mean at some point in time she was like my son's you know in his 20s now and in his 30s i don't need to keep these and it's true because i i was watching a couple of them 
like a year or two ago on YouTube. So they're still there, but right. So. Brings back all the memories. Yes, indeed. Well, Mike, we, one of us definitely did the homework and, and, and knew what to do. And the other one. Well, I didn't explain it as well. So we can, I, I really like uh, your inspector gadget one for yeah. sure. Like, <laughs> like again, if you're some Hollywood bigwig, reach out to us, nerdsunitedpodcast at gmail.com. This episode recorded St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, 2023. We haven't heard of any Inspector Gadget in the works. Nope. So if something pops yeah. up a, a, a month from now saying, oh, uh, whatever, yeah. you know, Paramount Plus, you know, in, in works to do a new Inspector Gadget cartoon and it's going to center around nanotech, we're going to send our lawyers after you. Here's the thing. We will do it for a mere 1% of what Michael Jordan makes. That's right. right. Yeah. And and we know that you're probably not even making that much, but (laughs) Michael Jordan, or or at least the Jordan brand is. Yeah. And and that's all that matters. So, in fact... Yeah, we we'll, we'll split that one percent. Of course, we don't need two percent. That's greedy. You give Mike point five, you give Greg point five. You know, tax free, especially if it, yeah. it. You know, Mike, you don't want to pay thirty seven percent taxes, do you? Nah. On on twenty four million dollars. Nah. Nah, that seems ridiculous. Do you want to do the math on what twenty seven percent, or I'm sorry, thirty seven percent taxes is? All right, sure don't. You, you no, know, can can I? I'm curious. Yeah, sure. Twenty four million. Times 0.37, uh, so they would take $8.88 million and leave us with a paltry, like, $15.12 nah. million. What am I supposed to do with that? Yeah. Well, come on now. Come on. <laughs> You know you can afford it. It's one percent. Come on, come on. Think of the little guys. We're out here. Right. We're out here giving ideas away. By we, I mean Mike. But that's okay because this is Nerd United, and I started this thing ten years ago. So I'm going to get my F percent. That's right. Okay, Mike. Anything else, sir? Nope, that was it. Well, that was a great show, and I'm glad that yeah. you brought all that uh, excitement, energy, and uh, information to the table. Hell I didn't yeah. do anything, but I typically don't. You brought your good looks and charm. Okay. Mm, have I mean, you been to the eye doctor lately? I, only one of us uh, is married, so only one of us, uh, you know, has a special lady in their life. In my defense, I, I don't know if we start off that way, but sure. Uh, I I got to her when she was young and didn't know any better. No, still still counts. I've, I've robbed her of the best years of her life. It <laughs> still counts. Okay. And she's still putting up with me. And tomorrow we're going on a family vacation. Yeah. And by the way, tell her uh she should make a jittery monkey. Um uh what are whatever you call those things. Crocheted critter. Crocheted, yes. Yeah. Um, she doesn't know how. I told her. You take start with a monkey and feed a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> uh we'll see. Okay. She made another Pokemon thing today. I saw. Yeah. Anywho. Anywho. uh, We're not going to be doing a show next week because I'll be on the road. And then by the time I do get home, I'm going to be pretty damn exhausted. Yeah. So we're going to take next week off. That's okay. I'm taking next week off. There's not going to be a five heart podcast uh, either. For those of you who listen to both shows, uh, very 
thin sliver of that Venn diagram. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Maybe by then I will have watched Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods. Uh, so for two weeks, all we ask you to do here from Nerd United, for the co-host of the year, Mike Luther, for myself, Greg Mahachko, all we ask you to do for the next two weeks is be kind. And rewind. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.